Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Alice. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Yeah, I'm really excited to speak to you. You are a negotiation expert, so I definitely want to get some tips from you on that. Maybe we'll wrap up with that. Uh, but first, why don't you tell my audience of Morning Upgraders you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us, uh, give us something that's going well in your life right now. Sure. So I am out of Oakland, California, and I am a mediator and a negotiation coach. And I mediate a lot of divorces, but also workplace conflicts and uh, landlord tenants as well. So I do a, a wide variety of mediations. And um, I grew up in Louisiana and I've moved to the Czech Republic. And so I've sort of been all around the world. And what's going well for me right now is my negotiation coaching course. And what's very, very exciting about that for me is watching people come in feeling a little bit insecure about negotiating or having difficult conversations. And then having these students come back and tell me, like, I don't ever have difficult conversations anymore because they're not difficult for me. They're easy. Or, you know, like, it's so, it's just so rewarding for me. And that makes me very happy. Yeah, it's such a great skill. I mean, it's not just business. It's everything. It's your whole life. You're, you're negotiate, negotiating a lot, you know, it's such a good skill set to have. Absolutely. So I try to share it with as many people as possible because I feel like, you know, I want people to get the most out of life and they can do it with really stellar negotiation skills. What happens if you're trying to negotiate with another negotiator? What does that even look like? Is it like a, <laughs> a masterclass in negotiation? Like, you know what he or she is doing and they know what you're doing. So how do you even, how does that work? So negotiation is not necessarily about winning from the other side, right? You want to do a win-win. And so if you have a stellar negotiator and you are also a really good negotiator, the chances of getting to a win-win resolution are going to be high because we understand the tools and we understand the process and we totally understand that we want to get what's best for everyone. It's not that I want to get what's best for me. Like if you and you and I were negotiating, I would want to definitely come to resolution where it's a win-win for both you and me. That makes sense. Yep. That makes total sense. Before we start recording, I know you said you don't have a, a morning routine necessarily, like with meditating, journaling, all that, but you did say you have a routine of visualization. Can yes. Can you share that with us? So I am a big believer that, you know, what you carry in your subconscious really plays out and goes into the world. And I'm also a believer of like sending out like the energy that you want to come back in. So a lot of what I do is I, in my meditations, I think about how I want my business to grow, right? So it's, I just think about what it could look like next year or in five years. And I really do that visualization. I think about the business coming to me. I think about it coming to me with ease And so I am a believer that if I think about that enough, not only am I sending out that sort of energy and vibe out to the world, but the small and big decisions that I make in my life, the conscious ones, are being driven by my subconscious, where I'm talking to it in the meditation, telling it, like, I'm going to be successful, my business is going to be successful. So I repeat these phrases in my mind so that it eventually sinks into my subconscious and then it informs my conscious mind when I'm making decisions. Yeah. So like affirmations too. Yeah. I'm, I'm big into affirmations. I'll sometimes say them when I meditate, 
obviously the the other part of that is taking action and yet the book the secret i think talks about like what you're kind of hinting at which is like yeah. affirmations and visual visualizing s- success but obviously you need to take action with that yes. and that's like that's like the secret sauce those two things combined exactly um, so what does that look like for you um so do you have is this something you do every day for a certain amount of time? I know you said you're doing it when you're out and about. Do you have a structure around it? Or is it just whenever you think of it, you you start to... It's mainly where I, when I think of it. There's some times when I do uh, do it more, you know, conscientiously where I set aside some time. But as you know, Ryan, when you have kids, <laughs> my kids seem to take up my free oh. time. So I try to do it. I do a lot of driving um, because I'm driving them to and from school. So I have time to myself. So... Whenever I have time to myself, I try to do it. And frequently that ends up being in the car or when I'm taking a walk. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, I love that. Love going for walks. And that sounds like the perfect companion to a walk. And you're right about kids. I, I think about what I'm going to do when they're grown up and out of the house. I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? You know, you're going to have all this free time. <laughs> I've got some time to think about it and plan it. But uh, <laughs> uh, boy. Um, all right. So let's talk about happiness and it doesn't necessarily mean to be happiness because we can't always be happy but contentment feeling fulfilled all of that stuff like how do you how do you handle that for yourself for me it's interesting because i don't know if you you have seen the movie happy but and i agree with what they came up with they interviewed all of these people and they said the people who are the happiest are the people who have connections to their friends to their families and they have a really strong you know net right social net And so I feel the same way about my life. And so currently I am a single mom and I've got two kids and I feel like my connection with my kids really feeds my daily happiness. And then about a year and a half ago, once COVID hit, my family, my siblings and my parents were sort of spread out across the country. Got a brother in Hawaii. I'm in California. And then my parents and sister and other brother are in Ohio. And so we really sort of spoke sporadically prior to COVID. And then once COVID hit and people were at home, I came up with the idea to do a Zoom family meeting once a week for like an hour. And we have been doing it now consistently for a year and a half. And not only that, that hour has stretched to three. So every single week I get to see my sister and two brothers and my parents and we all jump on and no one misses as much as possible. If someone has, you know, some kind of work related thing, they try to hop on late and I try not to schedule anything at all at that time so that we really, really hold that space sacred and we cherish that time together because we are spread apart. And it's been really wonderful to be able to connect with them on a weekly basis. Like that just fills my cup of happiness. That's a great idea. We, my wife and I did something similar during like the heat of COVID when we were losing our minds. We started doing Zoom meetings with our family, our friends. And it, it you know, it's not the same thing as face-to-face, but it, you know, it gets you part of the way there. It's a great idea. Yes. And then, oh, just a really quick story. I really filled my happiness cup last week because I surprised my mom by flying to Ohio to surprise her on her birthday. And she did not expect it at all. So it was a lovely surprise where we just popped in. We're like, surprise. And we hadn't seen each other in almost two years. That's awesome. Uh, Her reaction must've been, uh, must have been great. I, I did something it similar to my. Yes. What was it? What did she do? She said, "Oh my god! Oh my god! This is unthinkable." It was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so I was saying, I, I did something similar to my. She's she's not alive anymore, but my grandmother when she was. Uh, I'm in New Jersey, and she's in Florida. She was in Florida, and she was 95. 
and I surprised her cause I was going down to Florida for, for some, for some uh, golf thing. And, um, and, uh, I surprised her and, but at, at that age, you're afraid, like sometimes just, I don't want to like, give her like a heart attack, you know, 95 years old. Um, but it's yeah, funny, she the I same felt the same way about my mom. I still have that concern and she was turning 79 and I was a little concerned that I might give her a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I met you. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, mindset because one thought I had when you mentioned trying to resolve divorces, and I'm sure a lot of that gets very heated, a lot of negative energy in the room, I'm sure. How do you protect your own mindset from that? Because you're, it's, it's like me, like, I, I don't watch the nighttime news because it's almost always negative. It's so like, what's the yes. point of watching it? Right. And so that I relate that to what you're doing where you're in the room with a lot of negative energy. How do you protect your mindset? So I totally agree. There's a lot of like toxic energy that moves around in the room when there are people who are very upset with each other. First, I really try to keep people calm, but sometimes people can't help themselves. I had a mediation yesterday, which was a little bit on the toxic side, and they pretty much yelled at each other the entire time. I try to usually control that, but they were very emotional. And so what I try to do for myself is, number one, I leave some space after the mediation so I don't go directly into another business meeting. And what I try to do, if I do sense that some of that energy has come into my body, because I can feel it, um, I will take a nap. And Hmm. it is quite amazing what it will do, what sleep will do. But you have to think of it as when you get sick, what do you need to do? You need to sleep, right? Because when you sleep, your body can clean out everything and it focuses all the energy on healing, right? And so if I feel like that toxic energy is affecting me and I'm feeling, sometimes I've, I've felt nauseous after mediation because it was so toxic. And so if I sleep, I actually can wake up and feel much better because I feel like my body has done what it, it would do when you're about to get sick. That makes total sense. Do you also consume a lot of positive content? I'm thinking about this one podcast that I listen to a lot. It's called Seven Good Minutes, a seven-minute podcast where it's all like positive information and whatnot. Do you listen to any inspirational or positive content to kind of reset your mind? You know, it's funny that you ask that because I don't do that per se. And you're going to laugh because it's almost the opposite. I'm actually getting certified. And it's something that it does give me the same feeling that you're talking about when you read positive affirmations and you feel good about it. But what I'm doing is I'm actually getting certified in trauma. And so that actually gives me like, because I'm learning about it, it actually gives me a really positive feeling even mm-hmm. though trauma itself is negative, learning about it and understanding it and trying to understand how to deal with people in a better way if they have had trauma in their lives is uplifting for me. So I guess it's more of like my ability to be of service is improved and that in turn creates a positive energy inside of me. Interesting. It's cool that you're expanding your business, sounds like. Yes. Well, I'm trying to at least have more knowledge about that because I deal with a lot of people who've had trauma. I belong to a program where I'm mediating with low-income housing. And so a lot of those people either were homeless at some point in time. They may have mental health issues. They may have suffered from PTSD um, and on and on. And so I want to make sure that I understand what's going on. I think it's really important. With your business, what have you had the most success with in terms of growing it? Anything come to mind? So everyone always gets surprised when I tell them this because it's not the usual. 
I have had a lot of success through Yelp. And that's huh. not the case with most of the people that I meet. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, yeah. So I have about 50 people have written five-star reviews for me on Yelp. Yelp is conveniently hidden, about half of them. And so I still have about 23 that are five stars. And so people, I get a lot of business, a lot. I would say 90% of my business comes through Yelp. And so people just call me and they schedule a phone call with me. I don't even have to do anything. I just pick up the phone and call at the scheduled time that they've scheduled themselves. And then we talk and then a lot of times they will sign up with me. So that has been a game changer for sure. That's it's, it's amazing. It's, that's what I love about business. You just don't ever know what's going to work. I didn't th- think you were going to say Yelp. And I've heard a lot of clients um, at my agency, Ballantine, that have not had success with Yelp. But you don't know until you try. You're having success. So it's you got to know where your cut where your customers are and and the different plat- test different platforms and see what works. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah, I tested a bunch and that one worked well. And so I do advertise on there, but there still is a coordinated effort where first the ad gets their attention and then second, the reviews make them call me. Yeah. Yeah. Reviews are key. Google reviews, Facebook reviews, Amazon, obviously yeah. you're selling products. Yelp. All right. So Alice, I've got one last question for you. I like to ask my personal development tips, but because you are an expert in negotiation, I selfishly want to learn more about that. So can you give us one tip, two tips, whatever you want around negotiation? How can we so let's say my wife wants me to fix something, but I don't want to. How do I get myself out of that? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I can help you on some <laughs> I don't know about getting out of things. But you know what? I am. Let, let's take that for example. I will coach you through this one. So the best thing to do is if your wife wants you to do something, that is her position and you don't want to do it, that is your position. So I would recommend that you change to an interest-based negotiation because currently you are in a position-based negotiation, okay? Mm -hmm. So the position is whatever it is that people want, whatever they want to buy something, they want to go somewhere, they want to do something, not do something. So that's the position, okay? What you want to do is find out the interest. So you want to find out your own interests, and that's where your preparation comes in. So you prepare and you think about what it is that you want or why it is that you don't want to do that and what things could you offer in exchange for not or for getting out of that. And then you would also want to consider what your wife would want right. so that maybe you can make some offers. And then once you've thought of it, you still need to get her input. So then what you want to do is find out what her interests are. Why is it that she wants you to do it? Why is it so important? Um, you know, are, is there anything else that she could ask you to do instead of that? And so you come up with a list of interests between the two of you. And then once you come up with that list, then you go from that list and you create the solution based on everyone's interest. And that's what we were talking about a little while ago when I said that if you have two strong negotiators going head to head, they will come up with a win-win solution because they have the tools and the knowledge to know it's not about your position versus her position. It's about what the interests are. And when you go all the way down to the interests, you will find common ground. And from that common ground, you build the solution together, and then it will be a win-win. Yeah, I like that. I like I like that you focus on the win-win. That's a, that's a really sounds like a really solid way of doing it. And I'm assuming that that formula that you just described that carries over to business negotiations too. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And one super tip: 
Don't ever take no for an answer. So I don't want people to feel like because someone said no, that they should just say, okay, and go away. You can counter offer and come up with a different offer, right? And you can continue the conversation. Um, I've done it so many times where the no was the answer and I eventually got something else because I did not settle for no. So don't settle for no. Just know that you can go back and you can counter. So you don't need to necessarily counter with the same offer, but change your offer slightly towards them and then re-offer. Do you ever accept no? Or are you saying like the first, don't accept the first no? Don't accept the first no. The first no means that there has not been any negotiation, right? Of course, someone's going to say no. Even if you say, hey, I'd like to wipe off this credit card debt and they say no. You can still say, okay, how much would it take for me to pay you today for you to wipe all of it off? Like, can I pay you 10% of it today in cash and you'll wipe it off and, and go from there. You start the negotiations that way. Excellent. Well, this was great, Alice. Really enjoyed our conversation. Love to talk about negotiation too. That's a new topic on the show. So I really appreciate your, your time and your expertise. If someone wants to connect with you, what's the best, where, where should we send them? What's the best website? They can go to my website, which is shakinamediation.com. And Shakina is spelled S-H-I-K-I-N-A. So shakinamediation.com. They can also email me at alice.shakina at gmail. Yeah. And I'm looking for people who are interested in taking a negotiation course. So definitely have your listeners contact me if they're interested. Perfect. And we'll link those up in the show notes page. And yeah, I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Alice. Thank you. This was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.